Hello and welcome to the AEW Match Guide Double or Nothing Preview. I'm your host, Sam Brown. Thank you so much for joining me. If you are joining us live, thank you for sticking around. It has been a very interesting last half half an hour or so, hasn't it, since I said we're going live and then accidentally (laughs) cancelled the one live broadcast that I'd set up. That worked. And then proceeded to to set up three or four more ones, tweaked them all out and failed dismally at launching them all. But we're here. We made it in. Like... Like AEW getting through the pandemic, we've got there. We've done it. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to take a. I'm going to give you a cheers, and I'm going to take my my swig of whiskey, which I feel like is well earned. <clears throat> but got my pint of water. What a terrible host I would be if I didn't introduce you, my friends. I am joined by my partner in crime, Matt Maher, aka. That damn implicate from Wrestling Headlines. Uh, a writer, a podcaster, a raconteur, a renaissance man. Thank you for joining me. In. It's it's a pleasure to have you here. And I don't know if I would have got through the last half hour if it wasn't for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, you were there for my first stream off of uh, my current setup. <laughs> Where it was 20, 30 minutes of good. Oh, stop. Oh, damn it. Oh, bear with me, Sam. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's only fair <laughs> that I'm here for your. Look, I, I feel like I was a lot more relaxed when you were going through all of that. And you were a lot more relaxed while I was going through all that. So yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd completely forgotten you ever had problems with your stream. So it's, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the first person ever to have these issues. But look, if you are joining us live, let us know in the chat if you can hear us, if you can see us. Who knows what my internet and laptop are doing? Uh, Australian internet is, uh, well, look, it's it's patchy at best, let's say that. And uh, my laptop is a bit of a, an old beast at this point. Um, it's probably coming up to about five years old, so, you know, it's not exactly living in its heyday. Um, but, you know, it seems to be handling everything. It's handled this stuff before. And as I said to Imp before we went live, if worst comes to worst, we've always got the podcast, which will come out on Friday. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that would be fine. But look, as I said at the start, we're here to preview Double or Nothing, which is happening this Sunday. Very exciting. One of AEW's four pay-per-views for the year. Uh, and, you know, both of us are, are really pumped for this to come through. But before we get into the preview for it, uh, I did just want to to note a couple of things. Firstly, thank you to the Social Suplex Podcast Network for hosting this podcast. Um, Jeremy Donovan, the the boss and king over there, is an absolute legend, uh, and I really appreciate uh, that I'm on the network. And, and make sure you check out all of the other great shows. We've got One Nation Radio, Keeping It Strong Style, Great Match Generator, Great Pon- Consequences Podcast, um, Our Brother Podcast, all about All Elite. That's the one that does the the uh, up-to-date weekly show on AEW on the on the Social Suplex podcast network. And there's a new one as well called Meet the Press Slam where um, one of the blokes who's part of the network talks to members of the media, um, which is kind of cool. So um, make sure you check out all the other great shows on the Suplex, Social Suplex podcast network. And if you like what we do, you can rate and review us on your podcast app of choice uh, or hit like and subscribe on my YouTube stream. Um, that would probably be good as well. Apparently, that will help people find it. 
And if you really like what we do, you can provide a donation through Red Circle. If you search Red Circle AEW Match Guide, or if you go to the podcast notes, um, you can find a link where you can support the show that way. Um, so, uh, Imp, where can people find you before uh, we get into the actual match match guide and the, the previews? Well, you can find me over on Twitter at the damn Implicat. That's damn as in damn. And you can find me over on Wrestling Headlines YouTube, where I'll be live after Double or Nothing with uh, Wrestling Headlines Aftershock. And also uh, my columns over on Wrestling Headlines as well. Uh, I'm planning on getting my weekly review of the week of TV wrestling. We are posted on like a Saturday or Sunday, uh, which I was doing routinely before the mm-hmm. pandemic. And then COVID destroyed mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> I'm trying to get back on track with that. Yeah, that's where you can find yep. it. Yep, it used to be something of a workhorse, but uh, I don't know. Most of us lost our social life during the pandemic. Apparently, you found it. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't social. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just the available time available to be able to do yep. that amount, create that amount of content, just like vanished. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does that. It does that. But uh, um. Just for the the listeners of the podcast as well, I should mention, um, we are currently in the process of getting votes in for the next definitive AEW match guide list. Of course, the original, the podcast was based on the original list that I launched after Double or Nothing last year to to count down the best sh- the best matches from the first two years of AEW. And the next list will be looking at the best matches from between the two Double or Nothings. Um, so Double or Nothing 2021 to this double or nothing that's happening this weekend uh so that's very exciting i I really loved getting that getting so many voices into that list so if you are interested in being involved you can reach out to me on twitter at sir underscore samuel or you can email me sambrownmedia at gmail.com if you'd like to put your votes in for that and after this podcast, the, the podcast will actually go on a bit of a brief hiatus um, before we launch back again once the, the new match guide list comes out. Um, we'll launch off with kicking it off with uh, a show talking about the list uh, and announcing the top 10 matches. And then we'll also have um, a, a, ma- a match that will be to kick the first match we'll be deep diving into will be the Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. The winner of the original um, definitive match guide list, the one that ranked in number one when we ranked the, the matches for the first two years of AEW, and I'll be doing that with Rich Ladder. So um, even though we'll be on a brief hiatus, make sure you stay subscribed, and very soon there'll be a new podcast feed in there and a whole new season of the show, deep diving into all of the new matches and some of the ones that we haven't jumped into to from the first list as well uh, but that's all we've got to talk about in relation to the podcast imp let's get into the show let's get into the preview for double or nothing and i'll kick us off with a question that we received from um, one of the fantastic listeners connor doherty doherty it looks it looks a bit like it's kind of oh. irish or something i think you could probably do it a bit of justice yeah. connor 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 doherty. yeah there we go connor that's doherty. that's how you do it <laughs> how does how does your excitement <laughs> level for this year's show stack up with the previous double or nothings i mean last year's was the return to a crowd properly after the pandemic so in terms of excitement obviously last year was off the charts it was I was so excited to finally be out of the pandemic era. And obviously we weren't. It was just the one show. 
<laughs> but at that period of time, oh, it, if it, that night felt so special. I mean, because I was really annoyed that I wasn't able to cover Double or Nothing last year, and I am this year. <laughs> so I've got different types of excitement. So I was watching it like the next day, and I was just so, I was like, oh my God, crowds are back. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> it was, uh, a, for me, it was a really massive deal for a completely mm. different yeah. reason. Yeah, this is almost like, well, yeah, well, this is almost like the first normal Double or Nothing. Um, in that, like, the very first Double or Nothing, of course, is the very first show. Oh, my God. What's going on here? My cat. Get over here. Get in the get in the photo, Darcy. <laughs> this is my cat, my troublemaker, Darcy. Uh, and things could well... If things go really off the rails, it's definitely his fault. Um, but this is the probably the very first um, normal Double or Nothing. Like, the very first one was the first show, of course. Mm. So um, that's, you know... A, a weird thing in its own right and it was kind of odd in you know ever i was super excited for it obviously because i'd followed these guys through new japan ring of honor particularly was a big fan of them on being the elite and all in uh so you know that was a big deal the second one was like the pandemic pay-per-view the first pandemic pay-per-view so it was kind of like oh what's go-? you know i was I was a bit <laughs> nervous for it because I was like, oh, what are they going to do here? Like, and they blew the root, like they killed it. But oh, like, yeah. you know, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a, a given that was going to be a slam dunk. And then last year, as you said, was the return of crowds. So it was kind of, you know, uh, just special in that way. And they really, <laughs> they almost didn't need to build anything for that. They kind of just needed to send the fans home happy, like, and, and give them a lot of happy, happy, ma- good matches. And it was going to be, smashing it anyway because it was the return of crowds um so this is kind of like the the first normal one and i'm i'm kind of excited for it it hasn't been i'd say their greatest build to a pay-per-view like if i reflect on the last few pay-per-views all out full gear and revolution i'm probably a bit down on on it compared to those ones um but it's i'm still excited so yeah, that I, that's how I'm feeling. Like it's, I'm a little bit down on it compared to the most recent set of pay per views, but you know, it's an AEW pay per view, so it's still gonna it's still gonna be great. Oh, I'm definitely with you that it's not been the best build. Like, I'm still looking forward to it. The matches look solid. It, it, again, if as like Rich Lasser was saying, like after the show airs, people will be getting their receipts. Mm. Like <laughs> it's gonna be a solid show. Yeah, <laughs> no question. Yeah, but it, uh, yeah, it doesn't. It's not, I guess, like story-wise and character-wise, it's not pulled me in like mm. the past couple of mm. Double or Nothings. Even the pandemic one, that seemed like an absolute strength going yep. in. And last year's as well, there were so many highs on that show. Mm. And I feel like this year, it's not quite the same. I don't have that same level of uh, kind of character and story investment for some of the mm. stuff. But there's still a lot of Sony stuff on. Like, as soon as I say that, like, how could you be saying that with a card with MJF Ward? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there is, yep. it's still, like, it's still there. It's, uh, it's just, it, I don't feel it throughout the entire mm. card. Like, I kind of feel like I have for past all yeah. things. Yeah, it's uh, the One Nation Radio boys on on Tuesday. They made a great point uh, that this time of year is a bit of a funny. Has always been a bit of a funny one for AEW, particularly like last year because they were against it's when the basketball finals are on in America and I know like you're in the UK I'm in Australia so we know these things are happening but we're not yeah. wrapped up in them um but they are pretty all encompassing by all accounts and I think AEW don't necessarily they're not exactly like shooting the lights out on a weekly basis they're kind of hold, holding their cards a little bit close to their chest because they know that 
the there's another thing that's going to be capturing lots of people's attention um and yeah they it, it makes sense what they're doing makes sense um and and I think you can feel that in I guess the weekly show but yeah as I said like an AEW pay-per-view it's always going to be fun um so how what do you say we get into the matches imp oh, we've this is, this is going to be take us so long. There's so many yeah. matches. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. It really is. Anyway, let's uh, let's start. We've got the the first one we're going to talk about: Hangman Adam Page versus CM Punk for the AW World Championship. I'm kind of going to go down these in in sort of a descending order of importance um, in in some ways. Uh, but we're definitely going to do the title matches first, um, and we've got a question straight away for for though for this one um, from Hackendory uh, at Hackendory on Twitter. How do you feel the build has been for Hangman Punk? What is Hangman Hangman's problem with Punk? Im, tell me what's what's the Hangman what's the Hangman think of Punk? Why does he hate him so much? <laughs> it feels more little subtle things. Like reading into it, that Hangman finds the way that Punk is acting to be somewhat fake mm. when the Hangman character is so genuine, and I feel like it's lots of little subtle things built on that idea. There's no blatant thing you could put on a match card mm. or anything like that. Like hates bagels, loves donuts. <laughs> He's the opposite. <laughs> There's nothing like that. <laughs> like blatant. I know that's an absurd example, but <laughs> that's the point. There's nothing blatant there that you can just put on. Mm. A thing to show their contradictions, but there is a sense of Hangman's kind of genuineness in his character that he sees through Punk's mm. BS and sees him for the man he actually is, and he's just like, "Why are you being fake with this?" Mm. <laughs> Which I feel like that—that's a main kind of building point of that, and you can see kind of hatred. Maybe internally, he's kind of built mm. from there, no matter if Punk is actually genuine or not. Hangman perceives that he's seen BS. Yeah. And I, I like AW for the, when I say they're like more adult storytelling. I mean, mm. crap like this, <laughs> where it's a lot of kind of subtle character stuff, which you can understand, but there's nothing blatant there. So I can also understand people like, what's yeah. the problem, man? Because <laughs> they can't see. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, it's weird. I kind of felt like like this this promo this week by Hangman it was very passionate, very energetic. I, I really liked it initially, but then I started thinking about it. I was like, the things he's saying, it's like he's saying, it's like he's talking about a promo that CM Punk never actually cut. Um, you know, like talking about how he's going to defend AEW from Punk and CM Punk's been nothing but respectful to him. Uh, and there's just like, I don't know, there's like this kind of weird disconnect, but then I've heard this, and, and this is not an original theory by myself, but there's been um, been a lot of talk on, on Twitter about how like this kind of feeds into Hangman's ins- insecurities, and he's putting up like a false front of bravado, which would, I guess, really, mm. really fit with how things were going uh, and and how he's been so aggressive towards Punk, almost seemingly unprovoked because he's actually a bit intimidated, particularly by Punk's uh, popularity. Uh, and, and, and so he's putting up a false front of aggression, which is, uh, but, which is, I guess, coming across as this like really aggressive um, and, and really, he's, he's really attacking CM Punk a, as a way to sort of hide his own insecurities and, and and uh, lack of belief in himself when faced by someone who's so obviously popular uh, and and beloved by the AEW crowd. Um, 
But that said, that that's that's really not been that's really something that has not been spoken about at all on commentary. Um, it, it's something that's been implied by people who I guess read deeply into the story. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. It's but it's the well, thing like AW does because they have characters be true to their traits. Mm. When someone starts acting not quite in line with the trait, you're like, oh, you believe that they're doing it for a reason. Mm. And it kind of sticks out a little bit. So you mm. kind of sense, why is he doing that? And there's, there's also, I saw other people also read into it that Hang, CM Punk has successfully gotten into Hangman's head, which was the whole kind of story with Hangman delivering the punch. I say people, I just realised it was Excalibur and JR. <laughs> I <think laughs> on commentary. Yeah. <laughs> no, yep. I was like, oh, wait, no, this is not implied. <laughs> they mm. outright said it <laughs> on the show. <laughs> that his that part of his aggression is because CM Punk has gotten into his head, and maybe it is a false bravado tied in with that as well. Mm. It's just CM Punk is is there. He's got him, as in he's mm. a champion trying to act uh, with that bravado, with that confidence. Mm. But he's in his head, and he's played properly into that. Mm. And maybe that's how he loses the title, not with the physical toughness that Hangman shows, but more the mental strength that CM Punk shows. Mm. Or this is purely just showing his uh, Hangman's character growth that he can overcome the mental mm. game yeah. that CM Punk brings. Is that, I'm happy with scenarios. Mm. Well, you look you you brought up just then that, you know, Hangman may le- lose the title. I feel like this is the, almost the first title program since maybe like Cody versus Jericho um, back in 2019 where the question, you know, it's really up in the air as in terms of who's going to win this. Uh, and we've, we've got a question about that um, from Rambone Slampig uh, on Twitter. Do you think Hangman is dropping the belt? If so, how do you rate his relative reign compared to the other champions? I guess, firstly, I'm, I'm just curious, who who do you think wins this? Because it, it really is up in the air, and it really isn't certain who's who's going to win. I think, I think me and you have had a slight conversation about this when we saw the betting odds coming out. And um, this is that little joke of, I mean, it feels like Hamman's winning, right? Should we just put safe money on this? <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was just that thing. Uh, uh, as good enough job to at least convince me that is a story route they can take for CM Punk because mm. I feel like that's that's the quick, correct way to kind of convince me. Don't have the guys come out and cut a promo saying, "No, I will win. No, I will win." Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, show me there could be a story route out of it. It's what New Japan was so good with, especially mm. with the Naito Okada one, where you just like, yeah. Either route is fine with me. And I feel like they've done that here, where they're, they've set up a genuine route for Hangman to lose and for Punk to win, and vice versa. Mm. I am fine with either route. Personally, I still think Hangman, purely because of yep. how AEW have treated its champions so far. However, because so often you see the, well, it's the correct business idea to have CM Punk on top because he's your biggest guy. And I'm just like, is that still the wrestling business WWE lens still on? As if it's not one away yet? Mm. Is it that mindset of no matter what your plans were, you always, you can just throw the title onto the, the most popular guy in that moment, no matter what story you're telling. Mm. Just That's the business decision to do. And I'm just kind of like, ah, I don't know. But it feels like this is the first time in a while they've put in that work where I could see it happening. Mm. And it not it not feel it not feeling WWE, mm. as in it doesn't feel like. Uh, I guess when uh, Goldberg came back to face Drew McIntyre, and uh, it exactly just came to my head because he brought the example of getting angry over something the guy didn't actually say. Mm. <laughs> Where Gold, Goldberg came out and addressed Drew McIntyre and did, did a whole riff of a promo, but it 
maybe the timing was off or something because Drew McIntyre never said any of the words that Goldberg was scripted to say. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really weird. <laughs> really strange. Like, he's sticking to the script no matter what, yeah. <laughs> but he, di- he didn't say any of the things. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes no sense. <laughs> but, uh, but like, it, it, they, you know, it's always in your head that they could put the title on Goldberg type of thing because they did it mm. just on a whim. <laughs> just he's no, he's the champion now. It's like okay, cool. Didn't matter the stories you were building around it. Mm. But AEW aren't that. They don't do that. They don't ship the title over for whatever reason. Mm. They will stick to their plan to their gut. And I kind of feel like that trust that's been built. Mm. Either now is the perfect time to use that trust against us, mm. <laughs> or Hangman is keeping the title because. That's how they tell stories. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm fine with either. Yeah, well, like the AEW Championship has been, World Championship has been like the most meticulously booked title in the world, really, at the moment. Like, um, e- even more than the IWGP at this point, I think. Like, the the way they've just so meticulously booked it and and had such a, an, a plan for it and executed it so well. Um, but it's clear as well that, like, AEW is is getting the juice out of Punk now. Um, you know, you had those big debuts back in back around All Out. Of course, Punk slightly before it, then Danielson and um, Adam Cole. They've really got their juice out of Punk. Like they're they're really running with him first. Um, of course, Cole has been pretty pretty well featured, as has Danielson. But but Punk has had the biggest um, the biggest program so far. He's had a lot of hype around him. He is probably the, I, I imagine if you were tracking these things, I think he'd be like the most, the the wrestler who's had the most time on screen since All Out. Uh, and he's very popular with the, with the crowd as well. So it is like, that's the thing that makes me question. I, I personally think like, I, to, to, Put it out there. I actually put money on on Adam Page to win. I put ten bucks down. Um, I, I oh, got odds. It. I oh. did. Yeah, odds. I got <laughs> odds of double like, two to one. Uh, and I was like, yeah, let's do this. Let's go double or nothing. Let's bet on predetermined results. This is this is definitely the wisest thing I've ever done. Um, but I think I I think and I want Hangman to win. Um, I think this title reign has been incredible. I think he is in such incredible form. Like I, I don't think you could put a re- maybe Will Ospreay is like the one wrestler out there at the moment who you could say is in as hot form as Hangman Adam Page this year, uh, and even you know going back into last year. He is just in absolutely incredible form in the ring. And you saw that last week with his match against um, Kanosuke Takeshia. Um, you know, just the way those two ran the ropes. Like, they're two guys who are just in their athletic prime. And I want to see more of Hangman as champion. Um, and, and just this fighting, um, aggressive, I- incredible working champion um that he is doing and maybe that's more matches with CM Punk down the line because they've certainly built like they've certainly made this personal uh and and if Hangman does in fact win Punk could say hey you made this like you made this personal for yourself now it's personal for me and there could be more you know there could be a, a good rematch down there um 
so my my prediction is Hangman as much because I want it uh, as because I think it will happen. <laughs> I do think he should be slight favourite. That's one of the reasons I, I did put money down because I saw that he was an outsider and I was like, I don't think these Aussies know what they're talking about with their AEW odds. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll ten. Maybe I'll be. Maybe I'll get double. Maybe I'll get nothing. Who knows? That's the. <laughs> that's the paper. You want what, what's him to win both because of character and story and financial reasons. Yes, <laughs> you got money on this. Yeah, I did want some. I, I had one one time. I uh, was talking to a friend who who loves a bet. He loves a punt, and he was saying, "I always put money on the team that I don't want to win, so then that way I'm I'm happy." You know, because the team I want to win (laughs) wins Mm. or I win money because the team I didn't want to win wins. And I was like, man, why would you do that? Like, why would you why would you kill your excitement? Mm. Like and and, because you you don't get true excitement unless you have the fear of loss. So I'm I'm hoping to get double excitement Mm. when uh, Hangman hits the buckshot on uh, on Punk and takes him through the Thresher's yard. That's. And uh, let's get. On to that bring, brings us to um, Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deem for the AEW Women's Championship. Uh, imp, obviously, there's been a little bit less fanfare around the build. Um, there's been talk on social media about it hasn't been hitting for everyone. How have you found the build to this match? Uh... <laughs> I think that's the best. <laughs> I, I feel like I've. Uh... Nailed that. <laughs> I don't really, for me, it's... Uh, uh, I don't know. I wanted it to be better. Yep. Yep. That's fair enough. Is that the best way? Yeah. I feel like I want to like it. When Thunder Rosa comes out, I want to like her promos. But I very quickly tune out. Like, I'm just... I don't know what it is. Content-wise, delivery-wise, production, I think. It's just... The delivery of it is probably a big message, but they're just it's not it's not hitting for me. Which sucks because everything before the feud happened hit. Like the build for both of them nailed it. And then this one, I was like, ah, want it to be better. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. <laughs> it kinda sucks. I would say that's probably been the the main take. Um personally I've actually enjoyed mm. it. I particularly liked Deeb's promo last week, which a lot of people were really didn't like. They thought it like because she was a bit shaky and she oh, like she kind of stumbled on her words mm. a little bit, but I felt like I got I really got the emotion from that promo um, of her um, her frustration and her anger uh, and the her stumbling over her words for me just felt pretty real because if if you are f- angry mm. and passionate, it is easy to get flustered and, and sort of stumble over your words, which is I guess to be fair, like that's not something you want to have happen regularly in pro wrestling, but for me it added to the meaning in the pro in the promo. And, you know, I am giving an easy look and I understand people saying that it didn't really hit for them. So um, I think that's fair enough. These guys, I think though, like once they get in the ring, they will have an excellent match. They've had excellent matches before. And as long as they get the time, I think these guys will knock it out of the park once they get in the ring. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's one of those things I was talking about at the start, where I was just talking about not being the best build, but the card will deliver. This is a key example of that. Like, I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to kill it. It's just, yeah, it's just I'm not a super invested character or story-wise, but I am really invested ner- wrestling nerd-wise. <laughs> like, this is going to be amazing. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> just, yeah. Who do you think is going to win? Ugh. So... 
I I feel like this is just a strong defense for Rosa. Mm-hmm. But if there is there the because I've been reading into is there a reason that she's just not wrestled since the Baker match? Or no Nyla match, mm-hmm. sorry, since the Nyla Rose defense. I was just like, oh, are they are they doing a like they've been Danielson this week, just didn't put him in a match just to protect him. No, no, I know. I just remember Danielson's vesting on Rampage, so that's BS. Yeah, he he faked <laughs> that. He faked like... that leg injury. <laughs> yeah, that's a work. <laughs> Damn that's Daniels. definitely a work. <laughs> yeah. See, that is an actual yep. work. Cough, cough, such <laughs> Naomi people. What is what? How? What is? What, what happened to your worldview? It's, it's, clearly, it's an AW podcast. This is just life. <laughs> Sorry, it got me. I, I, I messaged Sam yesterday saying, like, "I need to get the column out. I need to get my Sasha Naomi words. <laughs> I need to offend." But anyway, yeah, I feel like, um, it, yeah. So for me, Rose has not wrestled since the Nyla match, and that could be hinting at maybe not one hundred percent, or it's just purely protecting and making sure she is good for double or nothing. And this is like her first defense. She's the big person to build the division around. As currently, it feels like they're heating up the division outside of the title, which was needed, but at the same time, the actual champion herself feels a bit cooled. Mm. So you can heat her up after double or nothing with the hot contender. Mm. It's just that there isn't a, they're not at that point yet. So the division itself feels a bit lukewarm when they, there are, they're in the process of heating it up. Mm. It's just, they've done this before with women's division where uh, they heated it up. And then for some reason, just, decided to not <laughs> I was like oh okay yeah a, a similar thing so I hope they go yeah a similar thing happened when they did the TBS championship um, title to- like the tournament for that the, the women's title sort of took a back seat for a little while and that I, th- I feel like that has happened but I I suspect a, a bit more strongly that Rosa is injured because they haven't mentioned it at all that and I so I think they're trying to hide it and she's been very heavily strapped the last time she's been in the ring and and hasn't looked like she's been moving particularly well uh and you know typically at the world title level AEW has been a have not had short reigns they've had long reigns they've erred on that side but i think now is they're going to have a, a short reign for rosa and switch it over to deeb she's the best female wrestler they've got on the books um that is you know that doesn't that actually lives in America and and doesn't go to Japan and and sort of only come over spar- sporadically, um, and I, I think she'd be the perfect champion, especially if Rosa is injured, and it will give you know if Rosa is injured and they play into that, Dee will absolutely take her leg apart and tear it tear it to shreds, and that will give Rosa a great return um, if and when she does come back. Um, well, when she does come back, if she's injured, uh, she'll be able to fire up and, and sort of have the run that, you know, I think we sort of predicted. She was kind of, for me, like you've got the Hikaru Shida run, which was, you know, light on character, but strong on matches. And then the Britt Baker run, which was, I would argue, less strong on character than most people think. But that's, I think I, I've just come to terms with the fact that I'm lower on Britt Baker than a lot of people are. Um but I, I thought Rosa was going to be sort of the in-between for that, um, kind of has the character, can do the promos, and also can deliver in the matches. But, yeah, it hasn't hasn't necessarily worked that way, and I think Deeb is the person who can do that best. Um, so I think they should be switching it to her, uh, and I think that's what they're going to do. Uh, and, yeah, then hopefully we get a whole bunch of great Serena Deeb matches. Yeah. 
<laughs> I feel like it was like, oh, we should keep a tally of this to see who's the most wrong. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I've learned when we do these previews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, oh, we'll, we'll be like so convinced of a thing and then both of us will be so wrong. <laughs> so <Yep>. many things. <laughs> um, so... I'll, take every, I'll take everything that Sam said, but make that a good reason why Deeb is a good first opponent for Rosa to defeat on a pay-per-view. Yes, that's <laughs> so, true. Yeah. That's very true. Mm. Yep, and and would give Deeb just another chip on his shoulder, I guess, if uh, Rosa was able to beat her. So, mm. um, yet another motivation for her to be a gnarly, gritty, and then horrible she person. Can go back, she can go back and build up her stable of lasses that just want to kick ass and destroy knees. Or <laughs> want that? Or, or go into she the... doesn't just have to be. I was gonna say yeah, the BCC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's get on to the next match, imp. We have MJF versus Wardlow. Um, Imp, Ugh. does Wardlow come out to Black Sa- to Black Sabbath's War Pigs? And if so, how much does that cost Tony Khan? <laughs> <laughs> well, not really any more than some of the other songs he's licensed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's that would be fine. I mean, uh, so I found out earlier that Sam didn't know that Wardlow himself had tweeted out like his entrance thing to War- the War Pigs song. Uh, after Sam himself manifested it, <laughs> saying how awesome it would be. <laughs> so uh, if he does come out to Warpigs, it's perfect. But he's not out of the contract until after the match, so I suspect he comes out to nothing. Okay. Again, like one last time. Yep. And uh, yeah, just because it makes through line character sense mm. and story sense, even though I want him to come out to Warpigs or just. A, a, a big banger of a tune by Mikey. Yep. Something. But because this the story's not over, I feel like he still, this one last time, has to get the Wardlow chance just for this one last mm. match with MJF. And, uh, yeah, this is... Uh, uh, in my own notes for my own column on this, I was just writing that this feud, for me, I haven't seen a feud hit their notes so perfectly every single week since MJF's last week. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is a running thing. <laughs> like, be it Darby Allin, be it CM Punk, be it Wardlow, like, it's a running theme mm. now. <laughs> MJF's, MJF's feuds, they hit their notes so damn perfectly, mm. like, every single week. And the crowds go white hot for those mm. beatdowns. Is it's a there's a uh, yeah, there's there's something here with this MJF lad. I don't know if you've uh, noticed <laughs> that, Sam, <laughs> but I think he's got. Oh, he is like becoming the perfect TV wrestler. Like the oh, he yes. could be the great like he could be the greatest wrestler ever at this at this rate. Like in terms of a TV wrestler, someone who can carry a program week to week, and yeah, the way that he structures his feuds, the you know the way that he lets his character sort of go through an arc in each of the feuds as well. Um, the way that he is so comfortable with showing his ass as well, like, and, and letting <laughs> the, letting the face have that comeuppance is, is fantastic. Like this has been an incredible star making vehicle for Wardlow and, and they owe it like they owe a good chunk of that to MJF and, and the work that MJF has done. Um, you're probably right about the the chance. Actually, now I've thought about the kayfabe, but I just love the idea of war pigs because they kept on calling him a pig, oh, and yes. yeah. and I think the fact that he tweeted it out probably says to me that it's not going to happen because I don't think he would have tweeted it out if it was going to be like this big new thing for him. 
Um, but, you know, like with war, war Pigs, it's got like this slow burn, so the Wardlow chance could go with it. And it's got a siren as well, which would just be like him coming out with the siren mm. blaring and the crowd chanting Wardlow would be so oh, good. So oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, look, this, yeah, what more is there to say about this? Like Wardlow, like if no matter which one of the, the main event people wins, Whoever wins this match could could go into a program with them immediately afterwards. Um, like mm. Hangman Page actually wrote when he became when he became the AEW champion, he wrote like a press release about what he's going to do. And one of the things he said was he's not going to have one on one matches with Wardlow because he already beat him and he doesn't want to he doesn't want to face him again because he's <laughs> such a big bastard. And you know MJF and mm. Hangman have got um, they've got beef from like old country beef at this point. They haven't touched gloves for a while, but in 2019, they had a had a number of different programs against one another and, and sort of went back and forth with wins. And, um, of course, Wardlow and, and Sam Punk and MJF and Sam Punk are fresh out of a, a very fiery blood feud. So, you know, and, and the fact that Wardlow, who, you know, is someone who AEW has built from scratch, he's had like five matches before he wrestled in AEW. Yeah. The fact that he could go into a title feud immediately after this speaks so highly for, for the program they put him in and how oh, they've yeah. slowly built him up as just this absolute monster and and how they've got the crowd behind him so well. I don't know if he's the perfect guy for like full gear in terms of like blasting through a tournament type of situation. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's white hot now. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where jump, jump where the iron's mm. hot. We're in that situation, but uh, maybe even give him just a big showcase at Forbidden Door somehow, no matter who you pick, and oh. maybe that could could just keep his momentum. Put him against. I, I don't know who you choose. Put him against Ishii or Shingo. <laughs> yeah, they were the two that came to yeah. my head. I was like, or do you want him against a smaller dickhead? ALP. <laughs> yes. Can you imagine it? Oh, man. Oh, he's just, yeah, as in just a dickhead that he can just powerbomb mm. again <laughs> and again. Uh, but, because uh, I don't know if, obviously, Wardo is so hot. He just, just like, well, just do it all out. Just go, go. Yeah, play. make him change. Or do you want to give him, because, <laughs> yeah, or do you want to just give him like a run of, strong opponents after this to really prove himself and then give the title kind of like hangman last year where they heated him up mm. for, for throughout the summer of course what kind of helped with that heat up was him going for his child and then coming back mm. here to then get the title at full gear but they i feel like with water they could purposely heat him mm. up just give him those bigger opponents maybe even the cm punk match because uh, like a proper match <laughs> after this yeah like a genuine thing so many options. Like even if CM Punk wins, mm. <laughs> and then you could go straight to Punk Wardlow. Just there's so many options here. I say straight because Forbidden Door is like a really nice buffer, where you can just spend time going to Forbidden Door, just heating up your actual fuse mm. in the process. It's like oh, it's actually it's a it's a dream time to do a special mm. card like that because nobody will care that you're telling your story slowly because oh my god, Kazuchika Okada. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm. <laughs> Which I won't jump to a question that's coming up later. Yeah, this is so many mm. options to just distract the audience whilst building character for your yeah. lads. It's uh, 
Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, who win. wins this? It's got to be Ward, though, doesn't it? Like, there's no way he's going to be lose. Ward. Though. <laughs> yeah. I still, in my sort of main reason, I feel like I don't want Paige to lose to Punk. It's because I, in, in my heart of hearts, I still want MJF to dethrone mm. him. And I feel like he's the perfect guy to dethrone him. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of why I don't want him mm. to lose here. Because uh, he's and that's that's a really that's a really good one as well because MJF may, might need a bit of when I say a bit of heating up just the top, the gap between mm. now and all out would be enough because it's MJF mm. but just kind of building like yeah. that to get MJF to be a genuine dethroner of Page mm. and he kind of need to be at a point where you're ready for Page to lose the title mm. where I feel like we're at a point now where he's building his legacy rather than us being ready and to yeah. move on it, I don't think we're at that point he's yet. having like his Okada run at the moment like he's you know, Okada yeah, yeah. record run where this is Hangman, it is. But yeah, like with Wardlow, though, it's like, what do you do? You can't beat him and you can only hold him off for so long if you're going to keep letting him win and dominate. And that's clearly what the crowd want. Oh, like, I've got it. I've got it. Warhausen. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what a trio. <laughs> Hook, Wardlow, and Danhausen. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's like, how do you keep him hot without... Put... Oh, you've, I think you've paused there, Imp. I cannot... You've you've gone... Imp, you went... You went... You oh, paused. No. You were talking about Hook. You were talking now, about though. Hook. Yeah, I can hear you now. You were talking about Hook, Danhausen, oh, and Wardlow. <laughs> Oh, I was just <laughs> the classic just like, three man group. For, <laughs> yeah, you try to look for a way to uh, keep them all nice and uh, hot and heated. Yeah. Well, what do you do to Wardlow to kind of keep on that heater? It's like, mm. yeah, 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 housing. Woodhausen. Like he, he's made friends with. Yeah, like he, he wants a new friend, Dan Housen, to kind of <laughs> add to the group. <laughs> and he just looks so <laughs> um, we oh, did yeah. we did get a question on Twitter from Adrian you dark matter to me at holy to T-A-C-B-R saying where does Wardlow go after double or nothing we kind of answered that so I think we'll get on to the next match which is the Young Bucks versus the Hardys um, Imp Mm. I'm really cold on this. You're the positive. You're oh, really? like Mr. Positive sometimes, yeah. Mr. Optimistic. Mm. Talk me into this mm. one. In my Nottingshire accent, I will explain it with, uh, hey, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with it. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's perfectly, for, for me, it's obviously not been uh, like built up in a sense of, oh, my God, this incredible dream match. The reason being I've already seen it in Ring of Honor. In ladder <laughs> form, <laughs> so mm. like this is a, this is like a. To be fair, like the Hardy's promo for me was exactly why I'm perfectly fine with this match. Mm. They kind of just they covered like that. That promo for me just was everything mm. that I'm perf- why I'm liking this match. But I, I, if it was, like, it's like a more low key, like, like lovely little ditty. Mm. <laughs> it's like a nice little thing. It's not like a be all or end all. Oh my god, this epic dream match. Like what is going to happen to the arena when these two forces collide? Mm. It was like, well, I've seen it in a in a stronger mm. form already, so I kind of know. Mm. And I don't know if part of that is why they haven't really gone so headstrong into it. It's just been like, oh, we're doing this, by the way. Isn't that nice? Like, yeah, it is nice. It is nice. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel with this. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel like oh my god, dream match. Mm. And maybe that's just because as well, like right round the corner, the other things I'm maybe expecting at double or nothing, and maybe I'm. 
building myself up for failure. <laughs> but I'm what's on the corner screams such stronger dream match than this, mm. and it's uh, yeah, it's fine. It'll be fun. It'll be enjoyable. Uh, it'll be a really fun and entertaining match with so many little uh, teasers and things mm. that I. It'll be a really entertaining match, but it won't be oh my god, dream match kind of. It doesn't have that feel mm. to it because when they collided in Ring of Honor, that had that dream match feel, mm. and they delivered. So that kind of helps with the hype, actually. Mm. Me knowing that they delivered back then, so I feel like they're just going to do that again. But it does yeah. have the same feel because it's for me, it's it's not the first time. Yeah, this I mean, this will definitely deliver in the ring because the Young Bucks never miss on pay per view. Like they oh, they yeah, have an yeah. immaculate record on pay per view. They are probably AEW's greatest big time performers um, when it comes to you know pay per view going on and and getting in there and, and having a great match. Um, and they'll work super hard for the Hardys because obviously they love the Hardys. Um, you know, the Hardys are one of their big inspirations in, in everything they do. Um, and, like, I think that's why I am kind of need a bit of height. Like, I feel like there should be more stakes for this. Like, I feel like this should have generational mm. stakes to it because last time these two didn't meet, the Bucks didn't have such an undisputed position at the head of their generation, there was still a lot of questions like, oh, is it the Usos? Is it the New Day? And at that point, it they were actually there was actually a genuine conversation to be had there about, you know, what was the greatest tag team of their generation. But since then, the Bucks are just so clearly the greatest of their generation. Uh, and, and I feel like there should be greater generational stakes emphasized in the build-up, and it just hasn't happened. And I think it's just... It's part of you know the the young bucks just not being in one of their featured cycles. You know they're they're more often than not backup, um, and they're not having regular matches like they were this time last year. Uh, and you know that's so that other performers can get featured. But at the same time, it it does mean that like when a match like this comes around, I feel like it, it isn't as um it isn't necessarily hitting the notes that I would. I'd like it to hit and hitting the, the fever pitch I'd like it to hit. Um, even though I think it will definitely deliver on the night. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm. And I'm like perfectly fine with Young Bucks losing as well. Yeah. Yep. Especially as it kind of feeds into the uh the elite is not fine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the elite is fine. <laughs> like that 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 little side yeah. story. Uh, I feel like for that to continue as well, like things need to start not going their way, mm. which I guess like losing to FDR, a little bit of a thing there, like losing all of their big matches, mm. they're still getting to the big matches, but then losing them and that can kind of feed in mm. to uh, Kenny's <laughs> eventual return in 2024 mm. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it is. Whatever it is. Yeah. Come back. And it is feel good for the Hardys to win it as well. Like, you know, this is oh, Jeff's yeah. first major match on pay-per-view and, and the Bucks have been so like, the Bucks have not had any problems with losing on when it comes to AEW. Um, they did have their big tag championship run, but they have been beaten a lot, uh, and they have no problem with doing that, and they have no problem with getting their heat back because they're wrestling geniuses. <laughs> like um, my opinion of them could not be higher, even though you know, like there's other wrestlers that I kind of like the style of more. I just think the Young Bucks are you know fantastic so fantastic at what they do um oh, yeah. and i think they'll they'll lovingly put the hardies over in in this match um as you know sort of an act of love and 
Maybe Jeff will walk off into the sunset. Matt and Jeff will walk <laughs> off into the sunset. But I've given up holding my breath on their retirement. <laughs> no, I don't think... I oh, know. Yeah. And I think when Jeff retires, he's not walking. He's more hobbling or... Don't even go there. Let's... Uh, I, I, Yeah, as I said, I also think the Hardys will win. Let's go to the next match. We've got the Arena Anarchy um, between... <laughs> The uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society and a bit of a motley crew of the um, of Eddie Kingston, proud and powerful, Santana and Ortiz, and of course John Moxley and Daniel Bryanson from the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, imp, I'm I was really interested in what like I'm almost more interested in what happens next for this um, because. Since they formed the Blackpool Combat Club and the Jericho Appreciation Society is a feud I've been like really intensely looking forward to because of the philosophical differences of them. They're like natural enemies. They're at a polarity. You've got like the Blackpool Combat Club who take combat and violence and pro wrestling really seriously and the Jericho Appreciation Society, who of course beat up pro wrestlers and love sports entertainment. Like they are, they're such natural enemies and it, it kind of feels like BCC have almost come in the side door into this feud a little bit. And, and I kind of just want to get to the point where they're, um, you know, it's just these guys feuding. But, you know, at the same time, this is going to be absolutely a, a nuts match, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's going to, I mean, it's going to be anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> I use the word. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, there's, there's so much to like about this. It, this will be the... You know, Revolution, where we had the Derby Sting, just crazy, yeah. <laughs> jumping all over against the Hardy family office. That's uh, as I suddenly realised, oh, God, Hardy was still a heel at the last pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, uh, yeah, it's just that. It'll be that, essentially, just that mo- that 20 minutes of pure chaos. Mm. And sometimes it's like well, the match to most look forward to, because it, it's your kind of 15, 20 minutes of pure, crazy mm. fun. Like, this is not the story to take seriously. This is not the story for, like, your uh, emotional kind of uh, person has to make the hot tag. Yeah. Like, no, this is just brawling madness. Yep. <laughs> and yep. I'm all there for it. I'm all there for it. And there's so much. I went to Jericho Appreciation Society. I absolutely love uh, Daddy Magic. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt Menard. Oh, he's so funny. Does he want to know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? As... <laughs> As a, my favorite thing about when he said that was uh, just to the side. If you looked at Jerry Garcia, he then reached round and checked Jericho's nipples. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so subtle. I didn't see anybody uh, tweeting about it. It was like, oh, uh, like, oh, this man, oh, this man. <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be a crazy ball of a match, and I'm really looking forward to it. I feel like this is a really because it caught me by surprise. So I was just like, what are, what are they going to do whilst we the users off in Japan? And the answer was this. It's yeah. like, oh, you're going straight to the opposing viewpoints. Oh, I love it. Not waiting around at all. Uh, I I think the thing I'm, the pop I'm most looking forward to is when William Regal does a thing. Mm. I don't know what. He'll <laughs> <laughs> get in, but he'll hit somebody. He'll yeah. stretch someone, and the crowd will go crazy. <laughs> I can't I can't wait for it. And uh, it, it's it's like the it'll be the fun brawl of the mm. night. And these cards need that sort of thing because of the length of them. In the uh, slide I've got up there uh, on the screen is of Chris Jericho giving a fireball to the face of Eddie Kingston because he's a wizard. Um, who does the wizard? <laughs> who does the wizard fireball in the face in this match? <laughs> oh no, he has to. Yes, doesn't he? of course oh. he does. Does he? 
does he accidentally fireball one of the JS? Oh, oh, one of, it's going to be one of two point oh, isn't it? Daddy Magic's getting a fireball to the face, isn't he? That's going to be. That's going to yeah. be. <laughs> So fuck. <laughs> you picked it. That is, I absolutely. Yeah, if that doesn't it. happen, I'm gonna be disappointed now. <laughs> um, what other spots? Are, it's gotta be Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> what other? What other spots do you want to see? I'm looking forward to Garcia versus Danielson personally. They'll uh, oh, like yes. having a proper wrestling match amongst all this ridiculousness. <laughs> Will Mox and Jericho make some form of reference to one of their past feuds? Oh, like maybe to... going for an eye or going for a plant pot or something. <laughs> something just to reference it. Oh, or, Jericho's going to uh, bring Mo- a potted plant out, isn't he? And then Mox is driving through uh, thumbtacks yeah. to reference their cage match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, there's so many notes you can yeah. hit on with this. It'll just be... <laughs> Goodness me. Uh, yeah, 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 so one of the... J- yeah, Daddy Magic has to get fireballed. There has to be some form of plant pot attack. There has to be thumbtacks. <laughs> Eddie Kingston just going mental. Yep. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, actually, because most of the feud is between Kingston and Jericho. Mm. So I kind of feel like they might brawl off in their little side thing as mm. well. Uh, so then Moxley has the pickings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just go up to somebody. Uh, yeah, there's, oh, there's so many awesome little variations you can do here. And it'll just be, um, again, just that feeling of mm. the brawl of evolution. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm expecting. Yeah. That's what I'm going for. And and this is in the place, like, this is in the place that, like, the stadium stampede would have been in or something, at, you know, the other oh, double yeah. or nothing. So I expect something, you know, along those lines. But uh, I, you know, it, yeah, kind of a mix between the revolution. I think this has got, like, some more, like, this has got some genuine stars from the company in it like jericho mox mm. and danielson they're like a tier s tier guys um in the and eddie as well um in terms of like the pecking order in AEW. so i expect something maybe a little bit more than the revolution brawl but yeah if they can hit those sorts of notes that'd be that'd be perfectly fine um who do you think wins oh i'm not sure if it particularly matters <laughs> in this one because it, it, I don't feel like it's going to end. So it, it can, this can just be a madness brawl and then there's a quick finish mm. somewhere, some way. Again, like at Revolution mm. where Sting just like... Oh, no, it was on the uh, Dynamite mm. brawl where the Hardys were like doing jumps off balconies mm. and things. And yeah, it was just and Sting just gets in the ring and is like, oh, I mean, I might as well just pin, pin the match. <laughs> <laughs> just do it like that. Just, it's like, yeah, it's, it's just craziness. It's the flow of the match and momentum. Then there's a lovely little pin thing. Mm. Depends if they want to what kind of heat they want to continue the feud with yeah like do they go for i mean can end on somebody getting fireballed so do you go, do a comedic mistake or do you do uh the heels just being crazy mm. or something or the uh, good guys just brawling them to death like mm. they said they would there's many different things especially if they continue it into a bigger match yeah this is just like a enjoyable flow to that looks more serious bout Mm. In in these sorts of matches, AEW's form is to let the the faces win. Um, mm. I, I'm tempted to think that the Jericho Appreciation Society Sports Entertainment's their way to a win, um, and that will allow it to continue. But I'm I, I think what will actually happen, and partly this is possibly just what I want to happen because I want. I want um, the BCC and Eddie Kingston to win, because um, <laughs> uh, of course I do, because I'm you know. Because I'm a, a human, 
<laughs> um, uh, and and then they'll. I, I think the Jericho Appreciation Society will get some sort of um, heat back in in a future dynamite in the next couple of weeks, um, and then down the line at some point, probably not immediately, but at some point down the line, we we may get blood and guts, which is what I'm hoping hoping for, because I think you know the next few the next month coming out of this is going to be dominated by. Um, other things, let's just say, foreshadowing to other questions we're going to yeah, yeah. get asked. But, you know, maybe in, like, July, August, we, we get to blood and guts with these guys in it. Or or maybe that happens at All Out. Who knows? Um, Actually, yeah, because we were talking about potential opponents for Wardlow. But then I just remembered that as soon as Forbidden Door was announced, one of my predictions was to get do Dragon versus Dragon in Shingo versus Danielson. Yep. And I, I'm still sticking to that. Yep. <laughs> Still the one I want. Yeah. <laughs> so many different options. Um, oh, we are going to move on to the Owen Hart section of this. Uh, and I do have a question from Libby Cadman, friend of the podcast. She was on last week. Um, she was part of the – she helped me break down Stadium Stampede last week. If you haven't listened to that episode of the podcast – Please listen to that episode. It took a, it was a two-hour episode, the longest episode we've done, but it's one of my favourite ones we've done. No offence, Imp. I've loved the ones I've done with you as well. <laughs> um, but but I, I loved the Good passion time. and the insight, the insight that Libby brought. Um, so please, if you haven't listened to the to that podcast, listen to that one. Um, once you finish this one, she asks. Uh, that's at, at Libby underscore Cadman on Twitter. Um, she asks, how do you feel about the Owen Cup tourney journey, lead, the Owen Cup tourney journey leading up to and now culminating on the pay-per-view? Imp, how do you feel? Uh, again, it's, it's one of those, it's the Nostrich accent coming back. It's like, ah, it's been all right. It's, it's been <laughs> That's kind of been AEW, right? Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like B. It's, it's like, as it is, like when I um when I go into a WWE pay per view, I'm not quite feeling it. It's like I was like, oh yeah, because it's been crap for all these different reasons. With AEW, so like, no, it's still solid. Mm. <laughs> I just don't like particularly. I'm not like as like, I don't feel as invested as I kind of like wanted to be. And I think part of it is the sheer amount of qualifying matches beforehand oh, that they yeah. just went straight into the match, yep. like no breather. I think that's part of it, and uh, I've not really. It, it didn't really feel like the kind of uh, momentum built particularly towards the finals it just continued like the, the qualifiers did mm. it was like oh yeah it was a, it was a bit of a i don't know i've i feel like again on the night both matches i expect to be solid mm. we don't know who bit baker we don't know who their face mm. well we do we know it's uh and colson mojo uh, i don't know i'm not if the winner gets anything or there's like aside from just the prestige of winning, or I can use that as like a character. But feel massively invested in it. Yeah, I I definitely feel I the same. Imp. Uh, you're dropping in and out a bit, imp, but I I kind of get the gist of what you're trying to say. Um, <laughs> you know, it didn't feel. I think part of it is it doesn't feel super star studded. I'm um, like, it doesn't feel like this was the biggest deal ever. Um, you know, it didn't have people like Danielson, Mox, Eddie, Jericho, you know, like the real top tier of stars in AEW who aren't in championship positions at the moment weren't in it. Um, but there has been some great matches. Like, of course, you had Dax versus Cash. Um, you had a great match between Adam Cole and Dax. And then just on this week's um, Dynamite, you had... Um, 
Kyle O'Reilly and Samoa Joe had an absolutely awesome match. Just let me know when you if you can hear me or not, just because you you've I'm not sure if you've dropped in or if you've dropped out or what's going on with your connection. You may need to close and dial in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they've had great matches. Also on the women's side, you had a great match between Tony Storm and and uh, Jamie Hayter, which I think everyone will remember, and I think will probably show up in the uh, definitive match guide list at some point. One of the one of the best, just pure working matches that AEW has had in terms of women's matches. Uh, in terms of, I guess, looking at the actual the finals that we've got, of course, on the men's side, we've got Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe. Um, Imp, can you hear me? Oh, excellent. Your audio is coming through. Your video is not coming through super well, but uh, your oh. audio is coming through. If oh. if you want to turn off your video, that may actually help the situation. Um, hopefully that doesn't cancel your audio out from the podcast, but... Uh, Well, that should have done it. Yep, there we go. Okay, we don't <laughs> have video good. from you anymore, but hopefully we've got audio and at least that will <laughs> that will save it. So Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe uh, in the finals. Imp, who won NXT AEW's ratings war again? Can you just remind me? Uh, I, I, I think it might have been <laughs> AEW. <laughs> it might have, like, who knew that Adam Goldsmo Joe's like, attack a year ago was to set up this match? <laughs> crazy, crazy. No, I'm I'm actually pretty hyped for that. Particularly this, particularly after the match Samoa Joe had with Kyle O'Reilly, which was absolutely fantastic. Oh yeah, it's. Uh, I'm still looking forward to the match. I just don't want Adam Cole to win. Yeah, that's not in a. <laughs> Type of things like no, 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 it's more in a character wise, they've not really set it up to be interesting. While Samoa Joe is on a momentum rampage, really, for his kind of arrival, he's <laughs> gonna build, and then he's in that kind of awesome place. So, I'm going like, listen, uh... you're, you're dropping out pretty, and Cole keep losing. Oh. Imp, you're dropping in and out pretty badly. I think I might actually call you back if that's all right. Do you mind if I do that? Uh, Just cancel. Yeah, yeah. I'll cancel this call and uh, we'll, I'll call you back and uh, we'll see how that goes. Sorry to the people listening live. Um, my computer is is being <laughs> is, is doing what I predicted it would do. I, I suspected it might be a bit much putting two on. Imp, ah, there we go. We've got you back. <laughs> Audio seems to be going as well. Hooray! Yes, fantastic. <laughs> <I say> optimistically, <laughs> we don't we don't have you on video, but that's all right. We'll survive. We'll survive without it. Ah, uh, you've got me on video if you're watching. So, hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So we're talking Adam Cole and Samoa Joe. I, you know, this is a another one where, of course, these guys are going to have a great match on the night. Who do you think wins it? Uh, I'll, I'm going to stick with Samojo. I think they see that Cole's not the interesting choice, just like I do. Mm. <laughs> and I'll stay positive like that. Yeah, I... 
it is possible that we get a Cole and Britt Baker win-win um, and you get the two heels sort of, you know, really getting to yuck it up together. Um, I really don't want that to happen. So I'm going to say Joel as well. <laughs> Even though, and, and I think, you know, given it's the Owen and what this is meant to represent, I think you do have a happy ending to it. Um, you do have a face going over. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they'll do that on both matches. Like in a both baby faces, I reckon. Yep, yep. Um, very possible. Um, which does bring us to our next match. Which for those listening live, I've got a photo of Tony Storm. I was so convinced that she would beat Britt Baker and go to the the final and win the final. Um, that I made the slide with her in it because I made these slides a couple of days ago. Um, before Dynamite happened, and I was so confident in her. Um, but I was wrong. So the final is between Britt Baker and then the winner of Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander. Um, now, you said that you think um, Ruby will beat Statlander and go on to beat Britt Baker? The placement in this, then, the, uh, then I feel like Statlander goes out here. Although you see it so often in tournaments where they just decide the person they inserted. Yeah. <laughs> so it is there. There's <laughs> the chance. And it happens all the time in wrestling. Oh, wait. There. I don't know if it's going to happen again here. We are getting some more audio issues from you, Imp. I think I might just turn off my video capture. And uh, we will see how we go from here. Um, Australia has got right on internet, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you think it'd be better given that it's getting later and later to... at night, but um, yes, remove video capture device. There we go. Hopefully that will help things out here. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't think you're far off. I do think there's a chance that Statlander will win it because she's gone through. She's someone who's been with the company for a long time and she's, never really got a giant run and she's done a lot of work with um she's done a lot of work sort of improving herself and and working on a character and she's got this new character um so it could be that she is the one that finally gets it but i think regardless i think something happens with Britt baker and and jamie hater to set up either ruby or chris statlander winning yeah i'm in the same boat that's what this Dynamite was mm. just setting all that up, making you think it's going to happen here, and then both me and Sam are so wrong because that was not what's happening. After. <laughs> <laughs> it was not about Tony Wynn. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's move on to the tag team titles. <coughs> there is a lot of matches on this Double or Nothing. We're going to be we're going to be um, staying up late when we're watching Double or Nothing on Sunday. Um, <sighs> Good God. Or in my case, on Monday. Um, so, Jurassic Express versus Team Taz versus Swerve and Keith Lee. Um, Imp, look, as much as I like Jurassic Express, and I don't think they've had a terrible run, I'm kind of more interested in both of the teams that they're against. Am, am I, am I like, wrong to feel that, or, or what's your thoughts? No. It kind of feels like, like the, the opposite of Hangman Page, where I feel like with Jurassic Express, it was good to give them the main, but I'm happy to move on now. Mm. And personally, I think Team Taz is the one. They've been... They, like, to kind of start giving Team Taz some genuine titles, 
I think it's the right port of call here. Go with that one. Use the other two to make them seem amazing, which won't be difficult. <laughs> this should this should be so much fun. This match so fast paced. Oh uh, yeah, I'm really it's it's one of the uh, I talked about the anarchy match being super fun, but I feel like this might be the peak of the night in terms of that kind of entertainment of a match. Mm. I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, just the crazy uh, spots you can come up with. Uh, kind of like the triple threat at Revolution as well. Just the pace of that match, and expecting the same here. And it's the perfect time for me to take the titles off Jurassic Express. And you can keep, like, obviously pushing... Because you need to switch into Christian versus Jungle Boy. And with Christian calling Jungle Boy a loser, you can oh, you can slowly work it. You can do it. <laughs> the story is there. They just need to lose properly, hugely first. Yeah. And I think, like, we got a taste of what this match could be like in the in the... Well, I mean, it's what was meant to happen, but on Dynamite, where you had, you know, the three smaller guys just going back and forth, you know, in a really scintillating and fast-paced way. And then, of course, oh, you've yes. got the big lads. You've got, you know, Keith Lee. Uh, and it's I think it's really good seeing Keith Lee and Hobbs working together. I think Keith Lee can teach Hobbs a lot um, in terms of the way, like, he carries himself. And, and Keith... Hobbs is already really great at emoting and he's got a great sneer, but I think Keith Lee can talk, can teach, um, can teach powerhouse Hobbs, you know, a lot about wrestling like a big man. Um, and I hope they get like, they continue to work together. Uh, and <coughs> of course, Luchasaurus, what's not to love about Luchasaurus. I think we're both, we're both <laughs> in the camp of loving Luchasaurus. Um, the big dinosaur man in a mask who can do a, who can do a standing moonsault, fantastic stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. This is going to be a real back-and-forth, fast-paced match. Oh, yeah. Luciusaurus is just my favourite wrestler to explain to non-wrestling fans. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, so he, he dresses like a dinosaur. Oh, no, 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 no. No, he is a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just is. Yeah. Right. He's also got a doctorate. I'm also in the camp of Team Taz for the win. If nothing else, just because Ricky Starks is incredible. He is just the way he just does small things. Like on the screen at the moment, I've got this picture of him getting like put into the corner by Keith Lee. And he's just got this look of sheer terror on his face. Uh, And it's (laughs) brilliant. Um, But, you know, not oh, just not just the terror and the selling, but the way that he, you know, he, the arrogance that he puts forward, um, and and like the air and the aura that he puts on, fantastic stuff. I I really hope he, you know, and they've been featured quite a bit as well, um, and I, I hope that continues, and I, I look forward to seeing it. Uh, moving on to another. Um, another match that could be very fast-paced, you know, in in just a minor way. The House of Black versus Death Triangle. I I personally think this is going to be. Oh, this uh, yeah. this could be the hot opener potentially. Um, or if not, it may be the that pinnacle you were talking about. Oh, so uh, this it's either going to be the hot main of uh, the hot opener, or it's going to be the wait the crowd backup match before the main event. It's yep. it's. I think I prefer the opener, but I can easily see this being that kind of wake the crowd back up match. It's fit. Oh, this is because uh, well, when uh, House of Black have had their trios matches of a fast pace before, it's just been like a like a fast card, just like, like yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. With they're they're so in tandem with each other that it's just an awe to see. And then you put 
but of course to put them against a team like Death Triangle just elevates that to a different level. Oh yeah, because we just haven't seen that. Because you've got Phoenix and Pack. <laughs> oh hell yes, <laughs> that's for me. That's a different dynamic. We haven't seen that yet. We haven't seen their. Haven't seen House of Black's amazing in tandem pace paired with another team that exactly do that as well. It's like oh, it's. It, it should be exhilarating. Well, we we did <laughs> see the we did see the Eric Rowan version of Death Triangle <laughs> at Revolution oh, yeah. <laughs> against House of Black, but you know, I think I don't think I don't think even Eric Rowan would begrudge me saying that ta- um, subbing him out for Ray Phoenix is an upgrade in many ways, particularly for this style mm. of match. Um, you know, I cannot wait to see. Um, Buddy Matthews and Ray Phoenix get it on. We sort of got a glimpse of that. I can't wait to see Pack and Malachi Black have have like a mm. some back and forth, or even like a, a striking exchange between Penta and Malachi Black. And you know, I just want to see the big lad Brody King just destroying everyone. It, this match is just going to be insane. It's going to be so fun. Um, and I'm I'm hoping that they can sort of use this for House of Black to go somewhere. Um, you know, oh, yes. originally I was thinking House of Black could be the guys who beat Jurassic Express. I don't think that's going to happen now, particularly now that Buddy Murphy's happened. But man, the sooner they get a trios division and, and have House of Black just rule over it or the elite rule over it, the better. Um, but, you know, I think that would be one way for House of Black to be featured if they if they decided they wanted to have a trios division. These guys would be fantastic people to have as the, the inaugural champs. I feel like this could easily be like a nice little thing to then start building somebody to a big program. Mm. Or It's just that, yeah... The- at that point. Mm. Or TNT Championship for Malachi Black, please. Or Phoenix. Or Pac. Or Penta. Uh, or Brody King. Or anyone in this match, except for maybe not Alex oh, Abrantes. Yes. But, you know, given what the TNT Championships is doing at this point, I'd be happy to give him a chance. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just, just try something, guys. Yeah. Let's <laughs> just see what... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I totally yeah, I totally agree. I'm ready for like these six guys just to be elevated to yep. something. Yep. Next in line. Yep. Uh, and and we've got the time to fill it. It's time to do it. In. Mm. I'm fine with that. Just don't give me. As I, I fear that at, like one of these lads will be facing like the House of Darkness <laughs> or House of Torture. Oh, pass me on House like of that. Black versus House of yeah. Torture, please. Who are the never? Who are the currently the never <laughs> three man champions at the moment in? I think it is. I think it is. There, I thought they won it back. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Google this. Never six man. Yeah. Titles. There you go. We're both doing that at the well, same time. Champions. Yeah, it means. Here we go. Here we go. Oh no! It's another click through. Oh, they're gonna beat me. You're gonna beat me. No. Uh, who is it? Oh. Why does it say Toriano and the Briscoe Brothers? That can't be right. <laughs> yeah. No, they were. Oh, here we go, here we go. Yeah, it is House of Torture. 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 Evil Show and Yujiro. Oh, (laughs) no. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was them. Who who needs AEW's trios titles when you can just use New Japan? Hey, look, if they win them and (laughs) and can just adopt them, please. Like, (laughs) by all means. Um, Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. You can do 
can do the House of Torture versus uh, AW's Dark Class. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> dark. more more darkness versus darkness, evil. Yes, lots of evil. <laughs> the judgment of your house is being done by the House of Black. Ah. I can see it happening already. Oh, the, the promos. Yeah, yeah, you go. It's worth it. <laughs> the promos alone. Uh, let's move on to the TBS Championship match. We have two left, two matches left. The TBS Championship, Jade, Car- Jade Cargill versus Anna Jay, the rematch. These two had a match earlier it went in Jade Cargill's reign. that was fantastic. Um, very sporting build for this one in terms of like Anna Jay saying that she came real close and she thinks she can do it again. Um, so she's, you know, cha- laid down the challenge again and Jade being a fighting champion uh, has said, yeah, you gave me, you gave it good to me once, but I'm still going to beat you the second time and I, and I'm happy to prove it. Um, what, do, what do you think of this match? Imp? I'm dreading covering this match at like 5, 6 a.m. because I can already see that the names of Jay Cargill is going to... I'm going to find that so difficult to get correct. <laughs> <laughs> is that going to be? No, it's, it's, it's too close to Jade. <laughs> I'm going to struggle at like 5, 6 a.m. It's going to be a problem. Um, there's no chance Anna wins. This is no. continuing to build <laughs> the megastar of Jade Cargill. She is so incredibly over. Yep. As soon as she said, cut the shit, Tony, everyone, immediately was that thing of, that is going to get so yep. over. And it has. <laughs> and then you've given her the baddies, and it's uh, in, especially as the stable has started to form, that has worked so well. Yep. She feels like a megastar in the making. Just keep doing that. Mm. Do, keep doing what you're doing. It is working. Obviously, eventually, she'll need a strong challenger. Yep. But I don't think she's at that point yet. Like it's perfectly fine just to have challenges like like a strong challenger like Anna Jay who isn't going to win, mm. but can give him a decent match. Like, yeah, still at that point, I, I don't need a uh, strong built challenger. Mm. I don't need a Tony Storm yet. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm. It's going to be interesting when they start bringing in like the Kairoshidas or putting Riho against Jay Cargill or you know. I can't. That 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 is the match. Yeah, <laughs> Jay Cargill. Wins. No, you know what? That's you what know I'm what the say. match is. This is this is if if Deeb doesn't win the AEW Championship against Rosa, having her go in against Jade. After after Jade's become like at some point Jade's gonna turn face, having Deeb come in and just rip Jade's knees and legs to absolute buggery. <laughs> that that's that's the challenger for me, I think. Hmm. Oh, that's a, that's a shout. That is yeah. a shout. You keep yeah, keep doing this until Jade is so over that just baby faces. Yep. Yep. <laughs> then, yeah. But yeah, the Reho match, I mean, that's a perfect dichotomy as well, isn't it? You know, JR can talk about how Riho's under a hundred pounds all over again. <laughs> no, but in, in in all in all like in all all respects, that would be fantastic. The way Riho fires up um, and yes. and lays into it. The series she had with Nyla Rose proves how good the, a series against Jay Cargill could be. So, yeah, but you're right. No chance Anna Jay wins. None. <laughs> and I think these guys will get like a good five minutes. Like they don't need long. Um, just a hard hitting oh, yeah. bit of fire from Anna Jay and uh, Jay Cargill continues on her merry way. And that brings us to the final match. Um, Hookhausen versus M- Smart Mark Sterling and Tony Nice. <laughs> now, Imp, you are a lover of comedy. Of <laughs> I have no doubt that this is your most anticipated match on the card. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at it, it's just like, oh, I've just read the notes. <laughs> I know you too <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> as, a, as a little insider, after watching what Vice Taguchi versus Hiromu Takahashi, and uh, like he was getting his butt out, and <laughs> just see, they're just building it. He's building up the silly story of there's going to be no silly butt stuff in this match, and he immediately charges with his butt. Yeah, <laughs> he's a misses. <laughs> it's just like uh, uh, Sam immediately messaging me, going, "I think you'll love this match." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I am a fan of comedy in wrestling. <laughs> it's uh, again, it, again, it still has to be funny. I. I can't dislike or care less about the 24-7 title. Like, it does absolutely nothing for me. And that's somebody who loves comedy wrestling. That's maybe why I hate it even more, because it's not funny. Not good <laughs> it's not the main thing. Mm. Yeah, it's not It's not good comedy. Whilst for me, oh, it's too slapstick to be fair. It's not my kind of cup of tea. Mm. Whilst Hook Danhausen is an amazing kind of comedy. I love it. <laughs> it's just, for me, one of my favourite things is how in the duo... He thinks his powers are working, but they're just scared of Hook. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, it's so good. <laughs> the guy I can't see. <laughs> then he just, oh, it's so. And there's an amazing, for me, just to show it as well, there's an amazing video from, I think, this week's uh, Dynamite, or from last night, where there was a kid who was like in the foyer or whatever, and he was just cursing people dressed up as Dan Housen. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> it was always oh, like, oh, it's amazing, yes. Like, just like with kids dressing up as Orange Cassidy, kids dressing up as Dan Housing and doing the curse. Yep. Like, oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> I, I need to see that camera cut in the crowd. Oh, yeah. This will be so much fun. Yeah. Just... Hook, and, Hook and Tony Nese are going to have some, are going to have, you know, some great interactions. Dan Housing is going to be hilarious. And ultimately, Hook is going to absolutely pulverize smart Mark Sterling. It's going to be a great yes. pre-show match. <laughs> oh yeah, for me this is the exact kind of thing you have on a pre-show. Yep. Like not not your bloody tag team champions, cough cough. Yeah. But like here where you got a silly little tag match that would be pure entertainment fun. If you don't like that kind of wrestling, it's on the pre-show. Yep. Like it's fine. Yep. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> I love this stuff. Yep. <laughs> you got. The really strong wrestler and then the complete useless person yep. on both teams. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious as to what it's going to be like when uh, Danhausen actually does wrestle because I haven't seen any of much. Uh, I haven't seen any of his stuff to be honest, and I've heard that he he does have some fun in the ring. So I'm looking forward to finally seeing that. Yeah, he should, he should have a little bit of fun, like a bit of hoodwinking with uh, Mark Sterling. Yeah, <laughs> just a great. A crazy cape. Yep. <laughs> um, well, let's. Uh, that's all of the the previews. We do have a couple of questions that were sent in that we'll finish things off with. Um, so, Rambo and Slampig said um, he asked, "How do you think another? P- Actually, sorry, who's going to win this for you, Imp? Uh, uh, Hookhausen for me? Yep. Same yep. here. Same here. Yep. And it's going to be Mark Sterling." You'd, you'd be mad to think anything else. I think um, yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think the people that I put a bet on for the main event are taking money for this one. But if they oh. were, I would be putting money towards that too. Yeah, <laughs> gamble responsibly, people. Um. So, question by Rambo and Slam Pig: How do you think having another pay per view in a month will affect booking of the show? Um. This will be a unique situation for AEW. Uh. Yeah. For me. Um. Because of the nature of it, you're not going to see titles defended, and it's so it doesn't really matter. 
Really? Of course, referencing as, as the Forbidden saying, Door pay-per-view that's happening at the end of June. Yes. Mm. Yes. So I... I think I think they can just use the next thing, next like month or so, just to do subtle character mm. building, but whilst also just making the crowd pop at seeing the New Japan name show up. Yep. I think that's how you do it. You don't need to do anything like that big because you can just you he'd set things up to happen mm. after Forbidden Door, but you don't need to pull the trigger on anything. It's it's a it's almost like a perfect period after a pay per view to just. Mm point fully at Forbidden Door. Yeah. And just let other things simmer. And, and AEW, I mean, Forbidden Door is a different kettle of fish to to this, but AEW has traditionally had Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fall and very shortly after Double or Nothing. Um, so it's not unheard of for them oh, to yeah. have major like major feuds going on heading out of this pay-per-view. Um, I do think like one of the things that happens in this show is I think we're going to get... Um, some potential surprises show up on it, as was um, already done in the um, in, at Dynam- on Dynamite, where we saw Great Khan and um, Great Khan and Jeff Cobb showing up from the United Empire um, from New Japan, and, and I think we might get some more of that. Uh, and but I don't think it affects how the results in Double or Nothing pan out. Uh, I didn't I didn't factor Forbidden Door into any of my thoughts about the results for for Double or Nothing. Oh yeah, same here. Mm. It's a it's a special it's a special show yeah. in a way. It's not a normal pay per view mm. thing. It's not like having a payback or whatever it was immediately after mm. SummerSlam, and you get a week to build to another pay per view. Mm. It's not like that. It's more we're doing a special kind of show, yeah. and it, it doesn't have any effect on the actual mm. universe of of AEW. So yep. it's kind of fine. Um, this sort of leads us to a next question from. Wobius at Latimer Tobias, and I know I've skipped a question. We'll come back to that imp. Um, but um, do you think there will be a surprise debut on the show? Oh, so Can't say it with me, imp. One, two, <laughs> so three. I... Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I was thinking maybe no. I wasn't sure when I was uh, thinking about it earlier this week. But then I watched Dynamite. And uh, we're recording this on. No, we're recording this. We're live yep. <laughs> on the day I we watched. We watched it here on this day on this yep. Thursday, and uh, so we've come into this having just watched it. And the answer is, well, now we do. Because <laughs> <laughs> bloody Jeff Cobb and Las Vegas O'Khan over here. <laughs> just like, like my God, I th- and I don't know if I've just seen that. Maybe Great O'Khan might have deleted some of those posts. <laughs> so it's like, if you've not seen, they have been screenshot on his chat. <laughs> he, he had a lovely time. Oh, he had a very fun time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so when Jeff Cobb and Great O'Khan just ran down during the tag match, like very rarely do I do an out loud reaction whilst I'm watching wrestling. I am the worst person to have in a crowd mm. <laughs> in that kind of sense, and I. Yeah, so out loud, I was just like, what? <laughs> they just sprinted down the ramp. Uh, suddenly, that just soars my expectations. Also, knowing that Will Ospreay was there out with Great Ocard in Vegas. Mm. It's like, oh, okay. There's he's that, there. As in, he's in Vegas. He's there. He's there. Yeah. Yep. He, he's not just in America. No, no, no. He's there, there. Mm. <laughs> he is, he's ready to go. So I'm... I'm under no illusion that there won't be something. Yeah, I'm not as sure about the, the Japanese talent. Yep. Like, what helps is that it's the best. Of the yeah, I, that's what so, I was going to say. Not, All of the heavyweights are yeah. free at the moment, just about because it's best of the super juniors in Japan. So 
I, I reckon we get either yeah. Okada, Jay White, or Osprey after the main event, facing down with the winner of the main event. And I saw a fantastic suggestion. I think it was from Adam Cleary from What Culture, um, where you have the winner is whoever wins out of Punk and and uh, Punk and Hangman. There's you know music going off, fireworks, confetti starts to come down, and it's all gold. And they they look at it's not confetti. They pick it up, they look at it. And the the thing comes in, and it's actually a golden buck. And then coin drop, Okada's theme hits, and the place goes absolutely oh. <laughs> mental. And I thought that was that would be brilliant. That would be absolutely brilliant if that happened. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think you get Okada, Jay White, or Osprey. Um, maybe Tanahashi, maybe Naito, but definitely one of those three. Particularly given that Jay White's already. Um, Jay White's already been part of AEW a couple of times. Osprey, of course, we know he's there. And uh, Okada is the man. So if, if you know, if they wanted to if they wanted to make some waves, you chuck the Rainmaker out there. I think I think because um, I was a bit worried about what this card would actually be given the because I was kind of basing it initially off of the Noah New Japan yep. uh, special card from early this year, which was entirely tag matches mm. there was no dream singles matches on there not a single one yep. the entire it was, it's like a charity show mm. rather than a dream card one-on-one yep. scenario yep. they haven't really said what the forbidden door will be yeah but the wrestlers themselves have been saying who they like they want to face these and that like osprey as well from, it's from both aw and new japan side mm. i've been talking about the kind of opponents they want and i kind of feel like the fans will just be let down if it's not the dream match version of a show. Yeah. So, yeah, like, do you do champion versus champion in that scenario? Like, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. I, yeah, you know, I, I love that fantasy booking, but, yeah, now you're talking about it and, and now I'm thinking it through more logically, I, I probably would walk that back. I don't think we get Okada versus... The, <laughs> I don't think we get champion versus champion. You, you get it between that and someone who can take a loss. So, you know, Will Ospreay... I mean, his whole thing right now oh, is yeah. he's getting screwed. So, you know, he could get screwed by AEW, maybe. Like, a, he could say, you know, oh, like yeah. an AEW ref screwed me over. Or, um, you know, maybe you put Shingo... I mean, Shingo Takagi versus Adam Page is a hell of a match. Um, and, you know, he's oh, a... So many for Page. He's a former, cha- he's <laughs> so a former champion, but, you know, he's on the downswing a little bit. Uh, so that that's something you could do. Um, I'm not the first person to have suggested that. Dragon versus Dragon, as you said. I reckon we get one or two big singles matches. I I think we will get tag matches, of course, um, but I think we do get one or two singles matches. I hope. I really hope. And I think oh, yeah. we do because they're, they're making this a special pay-per-view and they won't want it to be a letdown given that they're hopefully going to be... Well, they've already said they want to sell future pay-per-views based on this partnership. Yeah, and that's kind of feel like we we will get dream matches. I don't know if it'll be champion versus champion kind yeah. of dream matches, but there will be some on there. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll also be tweeting about wanting to see wanting to specifically wrestle a homegrown AEW star. It's like they are they're, they're dropping oh, hints. Osprey the versus, wrestlers themselves. Osprey versus who did I say at the start are the two like informed wrestlers at the moment? I feel like our DMs over the next few weeks yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, <laughs> let's get on to the next question um, what is one match 
This is from Dan Coffin, uh, at Coffin underscore Dan. What is one match you would remove from this card, and what match would you book in its place? Ooh, Deirdre. Um, oh, I had an answer. Uh, I guess, weirdly, I felt like the TBS Championship, because of the way it was built, you can have that main event, a TV show, and it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. My main thinking, but also you're building up JD want her to be on pay per view, so that's more important than the actual building match itself, really. Mm. Uh, the long that long term idea, uh, if I scroll up, actually, uh, I guess it's hard. Oh, it's not, it is hard because everyone's kind of got a little bit of a thing. It would only work for the Owen stuff if they have special shows, mm. really, like for that week, as in it was if the tournament was like a over the next couple of weeks, something it's going to be entirely taking over the show type of situation. Mm. But aside from that, I, I don't really think there is anything. For me, um, I would remove... Because I'm going to say, like, this is a tough one because it is an awesome-looking card. Oh, yeah. For me, yeah. if I was going to remove one ironic. match, it would be the tag championship match because, and I would replace it with an FTR match because I think FTR are the form tag team at the moment and they missed... They weren't on the Revolution pay per view, uh, and you know I, I think it'd be just it's disappointing. I, it looks like they're going to be getting a Forbidden Door match um, that's being set up, so hopefully we see that, um, and hopefully they get you know some sort of I guess some sort of um, high profile match there um, for the, probably the Ring of Honor Championships. I'm going to guess, but I, if I had to pick one, it would be that, and I'd replace it with an FTR match. It's tough on Jurassic Express because they're the AEW champions, and it's tough on Keith Lee and Team Taz, who I like, um, and Swerve, but FTR at the moment are the gun tag team in the world, um, and so I'd put them on it. Yeah, again, just to see how long this card is, and both of us just went, oh, actually, no, everything's got its place. Yeah. <laughs> yep. reason to be there. Yep. Uh, so moving along to the final question um, from... Adrian, you dark matter uh, to me at holy T-A-C-B-R. Thoughts on TK booking three women's matches in one pay-per-view? Ah, well, we're, we're slowly getting there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that we've, we've, we've been saying that for so long, mm. all the critique. Like, yeah, the, there are signs of improvement, and uh, we're, still, we're still in that gear. Yep. Like, no, 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 there are, there are massive signs of improvement, and this is the next one. Yeah. Right, they're getting there. Look, if you compare, say, All Out 2020, where you had, like, a last-minute thrown-together match between Kikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa and the god-awful dentist match, whatever it was called, and then mm. if you can, you know, and then Full Gear that year where you had, like, a last-minute thrown-together Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose match, the division has improved. Um, you know, it's still a bit way to go, but they're working on it. Um, and they do deserve some credit for that. They deserve some scorn for how long it's taking them and how there are backward steps as well as forward steps. Um, but you know, it's getting there. Uh, and you know, this is, this is a good thing. There's three, three women's matches in one pay-per-view. That is not nothing. Um, and none of them, as we said, like none of them are matches we would cut. Um, you've got, and over, you've got a, a championship feud that is 
you know, we're both excited for, and I think lots of people are excited for. You've got the female Owen, which, you know, while I think a lot of people were really excited for Tony Storm, including me, um, <laughs> you know, you've got her and uh, and Britt, Bake, Britt Baker's involved in that championship match, and, you know, Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter are sort of wrapped up in that as well as Ruby and, and Chris Statlander, and then you've got, you know, the TBS championship, which is Hill, you know, centred around Jade Cargill, who's an absolute superstar. Um, you know, that's great. We wouldn't have, you know, that's three really strong women's matches that they've managed to build to for this pay-per-view, so that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, little changes, little changes, and of course they're building a megastar in the process whilst this is happening as well. Yes, absolutely. Like the, f- the future feels very bright. Mm, absolutely. Well, look, that's that's all of the questions. That's all of the matches that we have time for. Imp, did you have any final thoughts on this pay per view uh, on the things we've talked about? Uh, I mean, we've got into detail on pretty much everything. I kind of feel like, as we've talked about it, it might be the title match that's the most predictable it's the most unpredictable sorry in all of AW's pay-per-views with a punk page and that's just oh. yep. <laughs> that's just great to see yep. and uh, if, if uh, there's so many foods for thought especially with Forbidden Door around the corner mm. I feel like I'm not setting myself up for disappointment if there's no coin drop at the end <laughs> however it screams <laughs> that's kind of the thing to do yep. Yep. Uh, just get them go crazy Yep. I mean uh, that would just be uh, a yeah. huge pop um, if they did that and and yeah, if you as I said, if you want to create a storm, send in the rainmaker. Um, yes. <laughs> is there anything you'd like to plug in before we get out of here? Oh yes. So uh, yeah, I guess the other thing <coughs> as well is how bloody long this card is going to be. Uh, <laughs> like, good lord, <laughs> I'm going to be when I finish AEW pay per views. Normally, I am absolutely exhausted, almost falling asleep during the show because <laughs> I'm so tired. But then amped as hell when I actually start to go live. Yeah. Because <laughs> the endings, are, oh, there's got to be so amped for it. And I feel like it's going to be the same. I am so excited for it. So I will be live for Wrestling Headlines on their YouTube channel and available in podcast form later with uh, Aftershock for a double or nothing. So I'll be live as soon as the show ends within like five to ten minutes of it. Uh, I've got to set stuff up. I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, no. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, so I'll be live then doing that. And uh, also, I'm hoping to get a column posted, uh, as I said at the start of the show, uh, some point Sunday covering the week of uh, telly stuff with uh, wrestling things. Uh, as I was saying to Sam previously, I've tried to get this column off the ground, but every single week, something gets in the bloody way. <laughs> it doesn't get posted. <laughs> and this this weekend, my team, Nottingham Forest, are in the playoff final to make it into the Premier League. So... Again, there's something massive in the way. <laughs> but I'm gonna try. <laughs> then I got to cover double or nothing. Sunday is crazy for me. <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, aside from that, yeah, follow me on Twitter at the damn implicat. There's all the stuff with the wrestling headlines as well, the YouTube channel, the website itself. Uh, also, I want to plug uh, Latter's column that he's posted on Social Suplex uh, about the page and uh, CM Punk story. Uh, I highly recommend it. Go read that. Also, what's helped me remember about that is whilst we've been live, he's been messaging in our draft chat about it. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, you know what? Yeah, it's a good column. I'll plug it. I'll plug it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you want to go check that out as well. Awesome. Awesome. I haven't read that yet, so I'll, I'll must go and check that out. Um, few plugs from me. The definitive match guide 
um, list that is coming out, will be coming out hopefully around the end of June. If you're interested in getting your votes in, you've got till mid-June. You pick your top 15 matches between Double or Nothing 2021 and this Double or Nothing that we're previewing now. Uh, And then that goes in with all of the other voters to create a top, hopefully top 50 list again. Um, And, you know, it's fantastic to be involved in uh, and is really exciting when it gets when it gets announced at the time. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully that will come all come to fruition around the end of June. And the podcast will also start up again around that point as well. Um, thank you to everyone who has been listening to the AEW Match Guide. I really appreciate it. It's been really cool to see people reaching out to me on Twitter, people emailing me, um, you know, people telling me they appreciate what's going on here. Um, I think we've got a really great podcast, and I think, um, you know, having such a great audience and, and such an engaged um, and, and smart group of fans and, and passionate and uh, excited and people who want to dig in deep listening to the podcast is what makes it what it is. Uh, I'm incredibly thankful to, to everyone who's listened, everyone who's rated it. Um, and yeah, look, I, I appreciate, I appreciate it all. And particularly a shout out to all the people who've been guests, uh, on the first season of the show. You're one of them. You're on two shows. Um, I won't shout out everyone. They know who they are. Um, they all brought their absolute a game. Um, but if you want to find me on Twitter, if you want to talk about double or nothing or AEW or get involved somehow, you can find me sir underscore Samuel, or you can always email me as well. If you're a bit old school, um, Sam Brown media at gmail.com is my email address, but imp, I think we're done. I think we can log off. I I think we've been able to get through this stream with minimal technical difficulties once we've started up. (laughs) But we'll uh, we'll we'll see what the what it comes out as like on the podcast. Um, But look, oh, we've had an event. Well, just like Imp and I started the show with some horrendous technical difficulties. Seems like we're destined to end the show with them too. It seems my laptop has cut off the final minutes of the podcast. Thankfully, it did get towards the end before it decided to to stop recording the audio for some unknown reason. But all that is left to say, really, is thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to speak to you again uh, in Season 2 of the AEW Match Guide podcast. And I hope you have a fantastic weekend enjoying AW Double or Nothing 2020.